Hi, good morning, and today is the um, 12th of September um, 2021, and this is a look back at the week um, starting the 5th of September 2021. So every week we do a sort of end of the week vlog and podcast, and even though we do do a special on Thursdays at 8am London time, especially for our ZB Developers Own members, we do a sort of slightly lighter, more, let's say, newsy um, webinar for our, well, just really for the news from Zimmer people this week. And I'm slightly laughing to myself because we have moved the webinar forward by 12 hours. Um, and it's a little early in some parts of Europe because it is Sunday and I see Saran is online. So thank you, Saran, for joining us this morning. Um, and um, we'll sort of do the webinar as per normal. But I'm not expecting a huge turnout this morning. I think a lot of people will be a little bit caught out that we have actually moved the webinar. So let me sort of jump into it a little bit. And just to say that we're also putting this webinar um, out as a podcast as well. So in a couple of days time, we'll post through our sort of social media channels that this is also a podcast. The reason that we're also doing it as a podcast is we did get some nice feedback from our quality manager. And um, she said, oh yeah, you know, I'd like it in a podcast format. Um, and I had been doing it in a podcast podcast format, but when somebody sort of really showed a genuine interest in listening to the podcast, and I thought, okay, we'll, we'll revive this. So just to let people know, or to let you know, and you can let other people know that um, if they're busy, and I think they are, people are generally are, they don't have to watch this, they can just have it playing in the background also as a podcast, and that'll be online later on. Um just for a little bit of sort of um, interest, I know that many of you do follow our ZP Developer Zone um, webinar. As I say, eight a.m. every um, eight a.m. every Thursday. We did talk about something called MIPS this week: molecular imprinted polymers. Um, I won't go back over it deeply now, but MIPS are kind of interesting because um, essentially you do a process called electropolymerization. So you take a monomer and you polymerize it on the surface of the electrode by passing a current and you do it in the presence of a template. So as this polymer polymerizes, it's forming pores or holes around a template. And later on, you wash the template away. So you're left with these holes. So um, I know that one company, for example, is using MIPS for looking at um, um, SARS-CoV-2. So, you know, you, you could use it for viruses. I know people use it for bacteria. Hi, Ahmed, nice to see you. Um, so, um, Ahmed, it's nice to have you online. Just out of interest, Saran's online as well, and he's one of our um, engineers. So just FYI. Um, but yeah, we did we did a big bit about MIPS um, the small um, this week, and so we just put a little note up about MIPS because people were asking, how do I get started with MIPS? What electrode should I use for MIPS? So we just put a little sort of um, little bit of a note up about um, MIPS because we do have a paper out about it, and we do recommend um, the gold electrodes for it. So that was just something that we talked about um, this week in our um, ZP Developer Zone webinar. So, um, moving on a little bit, this was sort of, um, at Zimmer and Peacock, um, we've taken on a new site, 
And as part of that, um, we've been developing some new technologies. And one of them is uh, microbiosensors. So essentially, these are what's called microelectrodes. Microelectrodes, um, by their name, they're very small. I mean, these particular electrodes are made by from 50 micrometer diameter wire. Um, they're quite short in length. This, these ones are about half a millimeter long. So you have a very tiny electrode. Now, electrodes like this, um, an area that's often used them is neurosciences. Um, people have been putting these kind of electrodes, unfortunately, into brain slices um, and doing things like you know, doing analysis with that. So ZP, um, we're sort of interested in much more broad applications, but we do have these microelectrodes. And so I have a picture. Unfortunately, if you're following the podcast, you can't see a picture of it, but they're essentially glass capillaries with um, electrodes in, in the glass capillary, and then we functionize the glass capillary to be a um, biosensor. Now, I will talk a little bit more about that as well, but just a bit of news from Zimmer Peacock that we do have a new type of um, sensor. Um, or new configuration just for your interest as well zp um we do have a nitrate sensor in development it's extremely well um let's say characterized it's very robust there's a lot of engineering has gone into it so it's not just the you know it's not an r d effort this is a serious commercial effort um but we just put some pictures up there this week because we do have this new site um in um, a place called Coventry in the UK and just very lucky because the University of um, Warwick has a big sort of let's say horticultural centre where they have these you know I would say sort of acres of glass houses um, where they're obviously you know growing crops and doing R&D essentially on the growing of crops and actually I think this would be quite interesting to surround that they have these massive yeah massive greenhouses where you know they grow chilies in there and strawberries and all sorts of sort of fruits um and so we went along there this week just to have a look this is me as obviously standing in, in the greenhouses but um it's a very good opportunity for zp because if we can develop a nitrate sensor and we are developing it for agricultural uses then be able to get at these or get into these large greenhouses and interact with this university um, will be really um, interesting. So that was a sort of trip that uh, myself and three engineers, um, Emma, Claris and, and Greg, all went on this week. And so I thought that was sort of interesting to report back on that. Um, I did mention it, but I will. Um, I, I knew I wasn't. I didn't go into it too quickly earlier on. But we have made some microelectrodes um, for ZP, and if you're interested in them a bit deeper, um, there is a web. Um, page on it and then there on that web page we do have um, some sketches about the electrodes themselves so you can get a sense of the dimensions and and what they actually um, let's say contain we have um, glucose sensors and lactate sensors and sort of choline sensors and all sorts of sensors in this configuration and we have a starter starter kit as well so I um, slightly um, different news now as well I, I suppose i said that you know it, within the uk we went to yeah what's the advantage of microelectrodes when we are using them i think the advantage of microelectrodes is really 
for some applications you you know the the volume you know is maybe very small so i'm thinking microelectrodes might be particularly useful in very small cell culture experiments where you really don't you know a lot of our electrodes especially the screen printed electrodes you know even though they're small they might be sometimes bigger than the experiment itself so i think the advantage of microelectrodes is you know if the experiment or the sample is very very small you can get this tiny little essentially wire um, into the experiment um, that's an advantage i think that in the broader community people are literally taking sort of slices of tissue and putting the sensor right in a specific region so even though the screen printed electrodes are small there's a you know there's a whole series of experiments that are like you know much much smaller again and then the microelectrodes are super useful to then now just for your interest microelectrodes have a higher current density than macroelectrodes so per area this site the signal is actually higher and this is due to something called um, hemispherical diffusion rather than planar diffusion so i don't want to jump into that yet now because we could sort of talk about that in the zp developer zone but microelectrodes I think the main advantage for microelectrodes is you can get the sensor into an area or material that's quite small. Just as an interest, they have a technical feature, which means that the current density is higher. But I think that's more, you know, it, that's nice to have, but it's not why I would go for microelectrodes. I would go for a microelectrode um, if um, I had a very small sample and I couldn't, you know, I, I literally couldn't get my screen printed electrodes into that sample because it was too small cell cultures would be an example tissue examining tissue would be an example so Ahmed, thanks for the question and, that, and that's when i would use them i said that we did one trip this week when we went to uh, the university of warwick and um, this is just a bit of news that um i think at the university of oslo they've kind of opened up a sort of biology makers lab um, where students will work on projects and so Solran and Sindra went to um, that's two of our engineers went to support that and listen to the talks this week so I suppose we've been out and about twice this week once to the University of Warwick and then once to the University of Oslo which kind of reflects you know that ZP is you know active or highly active in at least two countries that's the UK and Oslo sorry UK and Norway and if we're not global in the next few years, which we already are global, but very significantly global, I'd be very sorry for that. And then just lastly, um, we've got a very, we're very good friends with a company called um, Exhalation. Um, they've really got the world's only, um, let's say, test for monitoring um, COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And then unfortunately when SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19 came along, they pivoted their business and they've started to um, um, detect SARS-CoV-2 on the breath and they, they actually have a, um, a scientific paper out there. So I know um, Ahmet, this might be interesting to you. Um, if you're following on the vlog, um, I'm showing the paper at the moment. I mean, the paper is free to access, which is, you know, really nice. Um, and then they so they talk about the paper um, or the work that they're doing there. So just to sort of sum up this week that um, 
a new paper from Exhalation Technologies or Exhalation Health um, about the measurement of SARS-CoV-2 is out and it's a nice one because it's um, essentially free to access um, online. So if I was just to do a quick roundup this week, thank you guys for making it to this earlier um, presentation. I think it'll catch a few people out this evening because unfortunately we moved it from 8pm to 8am. But if I was just to kind of summarise for this week, um, just tell people that there'll also be a podcast available based on this vlog. Um, we did do we did discuss MIPS this week, molecular imprinted polymers, and we did make a recommendation on the type of electrodes you can use for MIPS. Um, we also talked um, about the microbiosensors, which are super useful, especially when in applications where um, the sample size is very small. I think it's probably worth saying that transdermal sensors, these glucose sensors that essentially go through the skin, these are also really a form of microbiosensor. The reason I, and the reason that, that they're useful in that application is because if you're going to stick something through your skin, you want it to be as small and as painless as possible. So there are applications where the sample is small, or maybe you don't want to cause you know as much pain to the um, to the patient, and there the microbiosensor makes a lot more sense. Now you can start having a conversation between microneedles, nanoneedles, and micro biosensors so you know there's all sorts of formats um Ahmed you know I know you're very interested in electronics so I, I think the fact that you know we're, we're doing this nitrate monitoring might be super useful to you or super interesting to you and we're doing that at, um but well, we're doing it and we visited the University of Warwick this week um we did to put some data sheets out about the micro biosensors so have a look at that and then thanks to the engineers who visit the University of Oslo. So we're hoping to do some student projects with the students there, and that'll be part of our sort of recruitment strategy. And then just finally, as I said, you know, well done to Exhalation for the continuing commercialization of their SARS-CoV-2 um, detection um, on the breath. Okay, well, thanks very much. Um, just a quick one this week, but if you're more technically interested in Zimmer and Peacock, please join our ZP Developer Zone. Um, don't forget that we do have the ZP Academy as well, where there's free um, learning material. If you've got any questions of ZP, um, please reach out to us. And thanks very much. And I shall speak to you all soon. All right, take care. Bye-bye.